Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 5. Here's Pastor Ryan. It's like a jolt of espresso when we turn the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. And give me an amen once, once you're there. Verse 6 through 9. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved uh, by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls and so here Peter is saying that, that that the other process by which God grows us and builds us up is through various trials it's through trials for a for he goes in this you greatly rejoice so now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be to the praise and honor and the glory of the, uh, at the revelation of jesus christ so our faith in order for god to grow us he tests our faith through various trials and just meditating on this this morning, I was just thinking, my goodness, it's been a long road with a lot of trials. As a church family, we have um, gone through so many various trials together. And, and all of the trials have been for our spiritual good. I can look back over the years now, you know, we're going on 14 years doing Sundays. And then we met for about four or five years in a house on a Tuesday night. But I look back at all of the trials we've been through and how each one of them has helped us to mature and to be more like Christ. They have been trials of various sorts. Let me tell you, I think in... Within six months of doing Sundays, we had a church split. Now, we had 30 people at the time, and, and, and so a church split, I mean, I think half left, 15 left. And, I, and it was within six months, and all of the senior pastor friends of mine said, oh my goodness, that happened the first six months of your church? Oh, God's going to do big things through Sweet Hills. If in the first, that usually happens like at year five within six months and 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 i remember not one of those 15 people ever came to talk to myself or leadership they just heard the word of one one person and and left and god grew us i remember the unfortunate passings of, of some folks that we had to deal with 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 the loss of life and and it wasn't always uh uh, you know, pretty. You know, it, there was there was death that was heartbreaking. 
We've dealt with with young deaths. We've dealt with, 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 with suicides. We've dealt with a lot of trials. And when we went through them, we were thinking, oh my goodness, Lord. Oh my goodness, how will we ever survive this? But all of those trials were trying our faith to see if we would hang in there with them. And you think about all the people that that uh, we respect in the Bible, they all have been they all have been tried, haven't they? I think one of the greatest, you know, prophets to be tried is Father Abraham. I mean, think about you know, the Lord calling him to sacrifice his only begotten son, Isaac. Not Ishmael, the son of the flesh, but the son of, of the spirit, Isaac. He says, take your son, your only begotten son, to a mountain where I'm going to show you and sacrifice him. And, and Abraham's faith in God was so on point that he was willing to sacrifice his son, knowing that if need be, God can raise him from the dead. But he was about to kill him, sacrifice him. And God, as you know, stopped him and, and, and basically said to Abraham that now he knows that his heart is good towards him or perfect towards him since he had not withheld his own son. I think about all the years of our church. I think about my life personally, and you can think of your life personally. How has God tested your faith to build you up? to be a, a, that living stone that he calls us to be, to build us up for the priesthood. That's an eternal priesthood that we're going to be with him in the Lord. Hasn't he tested our faith? And I, I, a lot of it is related to Abraham. It's related to people. Right? Was Abraham going to love his son Isaac above God? And that's what that test was, wasn't it? And you think about the test that that the gospel brings to all of us into the world. Jesus, our Lord, in Matthew 10, write this down, verse 34 through 39. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those in his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Think about that. I mean, that's so challenging from the Lord. But what is he essentially saying? I'm testing your faith whether God comes first, even above your family, even above your friends. We are the ministry of the word of God. We're at Calvary Chapel. We teach through the Bible. We want to be a church that upholds his word even above his name. We want to uphold his word even above our spouses. We want to uphold his word even above our children. We want to uphold his word even above, above our friendships. Think about, is that not the calling? Am I saying anything out of line? That's the truth. His word elevates. It's above everything. And he builds us by his word we're tested by it so much so and as we go on in our journey with the lord as he blesses your life and mine he still tests us concerning our loyalty to him he still tests whether we we love him more than the blessings that he's blessed us with think about abraham he was blessed with the son 
when, he, when they couldn't have children. And the test was, are you going to love God even above your son? And maybe that's speaking to some of you in this room or some of you watching. Oh, you know, I have a grandchild now, so I'm going to limit my time at church. I have children now, so I'm going to limit my time at, at church. Is that why God gave the grandchildren? Is that why God gave the children? So that we can limit our time or to celebrate what God has done by staying the course? We celebrate by staying the course because those grandchildren and children will grow up and we are going to need God's blessing as they grow to grow up right. And when we ask why they're not growing up right, well, it's because after all, look how cute our grandchildren are and our kids. So obviously God understands that I can cut, cut back on my worship time with the Lord. No, that's to the detriment of your children. But if you lose your life for Jesus, those grandchildren, those children grow up with the strong, strong parents and grandparents that aren't buckling to their cuteness. Because God challenges our faith. Peter, do you love me more than, than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Jesus would go on in Mark chapter 8, verse 35. Write it down. 38, 35, 38, Mark 5. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man, will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. That is the... That, I can't say it any clearer. God says it himself. I'm going to test you whether you will be ashamed of me and my words in this sinful and adulterous generation. He'll test to see whether you, you, you correct your children or your grandchildren. He'll test whether you'll correct a friend that needs correction. He'll test. He'll test. He'll test. He'll test. And if we're willing to uphold his word, then our faith comes out shining. If we're not, then, you know, it's hurting. We get... Um, stumped in our growth and God would say be bold say what you must to your friend say what you must to your children say what you must to your spouse say what you must say what you must because he tests the faith he tests us in trials so that uh, there is a, a wonderful spiritual house that's built and when we get to heaven we're more like Jesus who gave his life up for us. So we ought to give our lives up for him, not try to save our lives by saving relationships that he came perhaps to sever. Crazy. I'm, I'm in awe of his word. I'm in awe of it. And so that's a lot for like half a verse, but that's what I saw in that. <laughs> so all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And be encouraged with these words. Philippians 1.6. 
being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Seek him. Say to him, I am your living stone. Mold me and shape me into the person you want me to be and then use me for your glory. Use my hands and my feet. Use my strength. Use anything that you would of me. I am yours. And watch God blow your mind. All of the trials our church has gone through, look at, look at us now. Look at what he has done. I give all honor and glory and praise to God. He has done it all. And it's true what Jesus said, that the gates of Hades shall not prevail. There hasn't been one person that has come against our church that has succeeded. Not one, guys. Isn't that pretty cool? I guess he was right, that gates of Hades shall not prevail against his church. And so when it was done, Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver and the gold and all the furnishings, and he put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. And of course, the question must be asked, where is your treasure tonight? Where is your treasure? Who is your treasure? What is your treasure? Where is your treasure? Whatever we value most in life, whatever is first in our hearts, that is our treasure. Whatever we value most, whatever is first in our heart, that is our treasure. And you might think to yourself, hmm, hopefully not in here, but people may think, well, it's not Jesus, but I don't know what it is. If you don't know what it is, I'll help you. It's you. You value you. And whatever you want to do, and whatever you feel is right, that's who you worship. If you don't know what. Or you can just take a, a self-inventory and, and, and see, what is it that is m most important to me? What is the priority in my heart and in my life? And that is what a person treasures. I was, um, in my devotions, I'm reading through Job, and like I kid around with you, whenever I read Job, I try to read fast. I do two chapters, two to three chapters in Job. I, everything else is like a half a chapter. I tease, but there's nuggets in there. And one of them, you know, um, Eliphaz, which was one of Job's miserable counselors, one of three, or comforters, he said this in Job 22, verse 22 verse 23 through 25 that's job 22 he said if you return to the almighty you will be built up you will remove iniquity far from your tents then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of ophir among the stones of the brooks yes the almighty will be your gold and your precious silver it's basically, you know, falsely accusing Job, but we can still glean at what he's saying. Still is true, though he's falsely accusing Job, but he's basically saying that anyone who returns to God the Almighty from the world, someone that turns to God the Almighty will be built up. That's a true statement. Will be built up, right? We're talking about God building us up. 
You will remove inequity far from your tents. We will. When we come to God, we just begin to remove uh, those sins in our lives uh, far from us. And then we lay down our gold in the dust, the, the things that we valued above God. We start laying them down at the floor among the stones of the brooks yes and then what happens the almighty will be your gold and your precious silver god needs to be our treasure tonight god needs to be what's most valued in our life he needs to take priority he needs to be king that's what he needs to be jesus is our king jesus will not share his glory with any other he must be first for Christianity to work. He must have the throne of our hearts in order for us to see God build us up to be more like Jesus. The first commandment of the 10 in Exodus 20, verse 3, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. God must be God of our hearts. He must be king. He must be valued above everything. Richard Sibbs, which was a Puritan uh, from the 1600s in England, he said this, We glorify God when we exalt him in our souls above all creatures in the world, when we give him the highest places in our love and in our joy. When all our affections are set upon him as our greatest good, this is seen also by opposition when, when we will not offend God for any creature. When we can ask our, our affections, whom have I in heaven but you? I like that. I like when he says that when we will not offend God for any creature. We're going to uphold God even above any creature, because God's first. Above family, above friends, we are going to uphold him, because he's first, above any creature. And that's why Jesus said all those things. You know, um, deny yourself. He came to divide. He tests our hearts, whether we love family or friends or anyone else more than him that's how he tests our faith and i would have to say that the only way that our love for him can grow is by spending more time with jesus christ in prayer sitting at his feet and getting to know him reading his word like we said Praying like we said. More than ever, we need to fall in love with Jesus. And in our prayers and in our study to say, Lord, may you, may I love you more than anything in my life. May I love you more. Give me a greater love for you than anything. Let no rival throne survive in my heart. But may I serve you, for I belong to you, and you died for me, and I love you because you died for me. It's, it's asking him, it's begging him, it's crying out to him, day in and day out. And when we make Jesus first like that, that's when we experience 
life and that much more abundantly. I want the Christian walk where I'm just filled with love and joy for God, for just for being alive and, and knowing how much God loves me, that I might love him back and put him above all things. There are people who God cannot, can still not get in as deep as he wants to get in with them. There are people who have walls up. There are people who will not let Jesus Christ have all of them. They're still holding on to themselves. I have met people along my journey as a pastor who said I was never trained that way. I was never taught that way. I come from a church where they didn't teach me this and they didn't teach me that. Well, in God's economy, he wants to teach all of us something new every single day. So let's stop talking about what we weren't taught, what we don't know. Maybe the teacher, the rabbi, Jesus Christ, has something new to teach you that you don't know. He's building us up. A spiritual house. And you and I are the furnishings. There's only one you. And God wants to use you to bless others. He is preparing you for heaven if indeed you have given your life to Jesus Christ. And if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, you will not see heaven. You need to give him your life. Time is short. And the third thing we see here, David brought the silver and the gold and all all these things that God had blessed him with. You know that he received all this treasure from the battles from other kings that David fought. God gave him the victory. God gave him the blessings and he brought him to the temple of the Lord. Remember that when we hand out the tithes and offerings basket. Remember that all that you have all the treasure, no matter how small it is, is still because God gave it to you. And nothing says, I believe God, than honoring him with the first fruits of your increase. Pray about it. Think about it. And I guarantee you that if you follow the steps that we talked about, if you're not giving, you will. We grow by the word of God. We grow by prayer. We grow by fellowship. We grow by trials. And all those things help us to obey and help us to do the things that he has. Jesus said, um, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom for the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love and your mercy. We thank you so much for your word, Lord. It teaches us and guides us and it strengthens us. We pray that we would grow in the grace and knowledge of you, Lord, as a church. Help us to continue to love your word, to love your appearance, which is coming soon. We're just so thankful and grateful for all that you've done and all that you're doing.
We thank you that the gates of Hades shall never prevail against your church, your bride. May you bless our church. May you strengthen us to be one. And may you continue to use my brothers and sisters who are here tonight to share your love with others and to draw them here if they don't have a church, Lord. We love you. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you've done. And if there's anybody here who would like to get saved tonight, while all heads are bowed, I want to ask you to raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer to ask God to forgive you of all your sins. If you want to get saved and you're tired of your sins and you're ready to repent, raise your hand. God loves you and desires that you be saved. Is there anyone here? Father, we thank you again and ask your blessing upon our fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.